We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Have we gotten to the player no. that, that... He's that, in here, yeah. though. He's in here? Is yeah. he Kevin De Bruyne at 10-7? No. Okay, so he's not the guy that you have to play. I don't Must think so. play. Yeah. Right? Because you went to town school, so you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. The lock of the slate. Lock of the slate. The pick of the litter. Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Friday, July 24th by Jordan Cooper to talk about the last Premier League slate of the season. Jordan, how goes it? Good, and it's the last slate of the season, but I mean, it's the, it's the end of July, so we're going to get the first slate of the new season in maybe about six weeks. It's tomorrow. Uh, I didn't, you, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's uh, September 12th, I believe, is the... Uh, expected Premier League kickoff of next season but uh so we're gonna have a summer of MLS prize pools already going down as the other sports are coming back uh the main GPP on DraftKings this week is 80,000 which um is probably going to be the biggest one we see for quite a while anyway other than king of the pitch which I believe you're Max entered in is that correct no I got two two I didn't play that many qualifiers so I mean once I got two I was like "Eh, if it overlays I'll get another one maybe Mm -hmm doesn't really matter i entered uh two qualifiers i didn't win and that was as hard as i tried just not right well i mean i mean do you have to try a lot of times you have to try a lot unless you're willing to 
you know, put in like 250 bucks for some of the you know, like 14 man type yeah. qualifiers. And then uh, and then, you know, it's a fifteen hundred dollar ticket. But I mean, you're guaranteed five hundred back regardless. Mm -hmm. So like you have to you have to weigh your decision on whether or not that's worth chasing for a twenty five thousand dollar first prize. And, uh, you know, I've been it been in it every year that I've I've played. So I almost have to just like keep it up that I got to I got to at least have one ticket. In. There you go. I was a little disappointed they're not going to do like a Columbus Crew FC Cincinnati showdown. I was really hoping that's where we were headed, even though obviously this was this regular this slate. Has it always it, one year they didn't do the full final day, right? Is that la right. last year? Yeah, two one, years one ago? time they yeah last year they did it like uh, on just like a the beginning of April slate. Yeah, because because uh, you see a lot of times on the last day of the season for for a league that you get rotation, you get you know games that don't matter. So it's maybe less appealing, I guess. I mean, I prefer it. I mean, it's a lot I, of shenanigans. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's t it's ten games all at once. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I there's no better time to do it. It's the biggest slate you're gonna get the entire season, and uh, and unbelievably so. I mean, there's actually a lot more games that matter the last day of the season than usual. Than usual, yeah. Uh, before we get into the slate, I wanted to uh, break off for a quick second because Jordan. Uh, just came out with his uh, DFS masterclass, the uh, theory of DFS. Jordan, for those who are unaware of it, uh, can you please uh, break that down for us? What you guys did? Well, I, well, I, I did a 15-hour audio course with James McCool, who uh, does a lot when it comes to building projection models and doing predictive analytics. Uh, and essentially, it's it's how does the 1% think about DFS? The pros, I guess. You don't have to be a professional, but this is how professionals think. So if you want to approach your game like a professional, either to make money, make good money, be more profitable, or just have a better shot at winning a GPP, even if you you know you play recreationally, uh, it'll show you the mindset of, of how you think about DFS as a whole, as a game. So the game theory applies to all sports, not just soccer. It could be baseball. It could be you could come up with a sport that you, no one's ever heard of and apply it to a salary-based DFS game. And how do you go about projecting performance? What, what do those projections mean? How do you attack the, the objective of the game? the different payout structures of a contest, the, you know, different types of lineup construction. Is there late swap? Like all of the, the game aspects. I think uh, a lot of people that play DFS focus on the, the players. Who do I think is going to do well tomorrow and not on the game aspect? Cause that's what I, that, I mean, that's what I rely on. I mean, I don't build my own projection models. I look at publicly, available ones uh you, you could look at projections on rotowire andrew you how you you come out with projections for a lot of these showdown slates and that's what i will look at but i mean i'm not looking at on who's going to do well it's like well based on these projections and the contests that i'm in like what lineups have would have good first place equity what lineups would have good 55th percentile cash game type equity and then build it based on that so approaching the game in a, in a in a game theory perspective rather than a 
that are trying to predict the future perspective, that's what the the 15 hour course that we go through. So by the end of it, you you should be able to get the gist of how the top players play, and then you could experiment and emulate and get better in your game. And that's at, and that's at theoryofdfs.com. There we go. Uh, yeah, I'm not all the way through it, but uh, I was saying to you a few minutes ago that um, there are concepts that you guys discuss that I obviously already know, but it's making me think of things a little differently, which is always beneficial just because anytime you can relearn something and a light bulb goes off on something else, I think is extremely beneficial. So even those who uh, think they know a lot about DFS um, or think they know everything, I think there's still plenty of value to get out of that. So, uh, like George said, is it the theory? Sorry. Well, it's called the theory of no, no, the website, sorry. daily fantasy, but no, yeah, theory of theory. DFS. Okay. Com. Theory of and DFS. no, and no, I don't cover the dinky do in there. Oh, well, maybe it's not, not like not it. specifically. There's nothing about because people have asked, like, is there <laughs> anything about like NFL this or NBA that? It's like, well, we do give examples of concepts of how they apply to a certain sport, but. It's not it's not sport based. The chapters aren't done like that. The chapters are, you know, player selection and correlation and leverage and expected value, like the general concepts of how you should be thinking on when you build lineups. Yeah, I think uh, I mean, you guys go through I mean, there are examples sporadically throughout, but I think it's really important to understand that there are many. I mean, fundamentally. The concepts are all of this, all the same, regardless of the sport, which is why you guys don't have to have a football section, a basketball section. That there are a lot of things that uh, there's a lot of aspects of daily fantasy sports that have nothing to do with actual lineup building that many people either ignore or didn't even know that this was part of the strategies. And the the way that you guys break it down, I think, is extremely valuable for people who don't necessarily focus on that or don't even know that that's something to focus on. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, but enough of that. Let's talk about players. Cause that's all people want. Give me the right. breaks or, or the game or the games that matter. I mean, we got 10, we got 10 games, 10 games, 10 games. And it's, of course you can't end the premier league season, uh, without uh, man city being on the slate as a million favorite. For, yeah. It's like the, the, the best fantasy team against the worst fantasy team or the best one to face. Of course it comes up. I was uh, looking back. This is the biggest uh, Man City's. Uh, I think they, as of yesterday, they were like minus 1,200. I don't know if they're still there. But it was the biggest favorite of the entire season. Man City hasn't been more than a 1,200 favorite? Not in the Premier League. League. Oh, not in the Premier League. Yeah. Okay, because, okay, and they're at home. So it's they are. Man City at home to Norwich, who have already been relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, that totals over four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going through, I'm not going to go like the biggest favorite. I'm just going to keep on going down the line. Uh, in that game, Man C- neither team have anything to play for. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it doesn't mean that Man City doesn't come out and win 6 nothing, But, I mean, Norwich has nothing to play for. Man City are locked into second place. There's nothing going on there. Then we got uh, Southampton is a plus 118 currently. Favorite. At home to Sheffield United, totals around two and a half, and neither team have anything to play for, right? Mm-hmm. Then we got Newcastle is at home. Liverpool is favored, though, 
minus 244. The total is three, and neither of them have anything to play for, right? Yep. Okay. Then we got probably one of the bigger games on the slate that matters. Maybe not in DFS as much, but on the field. Uh, Manchester United are a plus 128 favorite on the road to Leicester City. That totals around two and a half. And uh, either team, well, if either team win, let me get this right. You, you'll clarify. If either team win, they're guaranteed that they, they, they get into the Champions League. Yes. If, if they draw, they could get in with a Chelsea loss to Wolves. Correct. Uh, but if, and whoever loses will not get in the Champions League unless Chelsea lose. Exactly. So Chelsea draws and one of them loses. Chelsea will get in and the loser of the Man United Leicester match will go to Europa League. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's a match that means a lot to both teams. Right. Okay, then we got uh Everton plus one twenty six at home to Bournemouth. Totals around a three. Uh, Everton has nothing to play for and Bournemouth have everything to play for. Mm -hmm. They need to win. Right. A draw does nothing for them. Right. So they need to win or they'll be relegated. Yep. Then we got, they could also be relegated with a win, but right. Right. But they guaranteed regardless of the fact. Right. Right. I'm just, I'm just going into the motivation of the game. I mean, Mm -hmm. they don't, at that point it doesn't matter. So they're going to still, they're not just going to sit around going, okay, a 0-0 zero, zero is fine. So Tottenham are a minus 178 away favorite to Crystal Palace. That totals around two and three quarters. And uh, Tottenham could make, what, what, what does Tottenham need to do? They can't make the Champions League. but They cannot make Champions League, and they basically have a Europa qualifier they're in. Like, shut, they can't go below where they are. So they, it's only like do, Europa. Do they have anything seeding. to play for? It's just the difference between a and a qualifying round or not. Correct. Right, because they can't make fourth. Right, they can't make fifth even. Oh, they can't make fifth either. No. Okay, okay. So then, pretty much, they have nothing to play for. Basically, nothing. Okay. Then we got uh, Chelsea minus one fourteen at home to Wolves. That totals around two and a half, and. Basically, Chelsea needs a result, mm-hmm. but they prefer a win. Yep. Because Chelsea draw, and one of the Man United-Leicester teams losing, they'll be in the Champions League. Right. If if Chelsea draw, they're, that, that's it. They're in. Oh, they're in. Okay. Yep. So it, it has nothing to do with the, they need a loser out of the other match. Like, uh, let's say Man United and Leicester draw. If Man United and Leicester draw, Chelsea are still in. Oh, they're they, still in. They still finish fourth, yeah. Because okay. they're a point ahead of Leicester. Oh, okay. And Wolves can't do anything. Uh, they can get to fifth, which doesn't really give them anything. Right, so it's, an, it, it's a it, qualifying round. Right, it possibly got them to the Champions League if Man City had been kicked out, but since they're, they were let back in, then... It's nothing now. Right. So the difference between fifth and sixth is just basically a Europa qualifying. I don't even know if it's qualifying at that point. I think it might be seventh. 
maybe it's pushed if Arsenal win the FA Cup because that's a automatic group stage. Either way, it's the right. Either way, they're in the Europa League. Europa. Regardless, they can't make a Champions League spot and they right. can't get knocked out of the Europa League. Spot. Correct. Okay. Next match is uh, Burnley at home, plus one thirty-four to Brighton. Totals around two and a half. Uh, this game doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. We got Arsenal at home, minus one hundred seven favorites over Watford. That totals hovering close to three. Uh, Watford need to win. Yes. I mean, they can't even. They can't draw. Uh, they can draw. They can draw if Villa loses. Okay, Watford, but how about Bournemouth? Um, they're tied on goal. Uh, they, if Watford draw, they're, they're good as long as Villa lose. Burnmouth can't catch them if they draw. Okay. So the only way that Burnmouth can, the only way that Burnmouth could get through is if Watford lose and Villa lose. And they win. <laughs> and Bournemouth win. Right. right. And then the last game is uh, Aston Villa. Yes. Uh, plus 131. Whole, uh, away, away. oh yeah, to West Ham, to, uh, two and three quarter total. About mm-hmm. uh, Aston Villa needs needs to win. Yep, and they, West Ham's draw with Man United, guaranteed safety. Right, so West Ham have nothing to play for. Right, we so look before we go with like this nothing to play for because I know there's somebody listening who is like, well, they, every team makes more money if they finish higher in the table. Like there is a laddered payout based on where you finish. But very few players have uh, clauses in their contract that pay out more based on finishing position. Sometimes there, it depends if they make the Champions League or make Europa. But like when we say West Ham have nothing to play for, like I guess West Ham's not even a great example because they can't even move up because they're four points back of Palace. But like the difference between Crystal Palace finishing 13th and 12th or 15th or wherever they, they end up, from the player perspective, it doesn't matter. And the players are the ones on the field. So, like, yes, the club makes more, but the idea that, like, players are going to get extra bonuses for finishing 11th instead of 12th is, is just not there. Plus, I mean, if the players are on the field, I mean, they're going to play to play well regardless. But I think it's more of the, the manager's mentality more so sure. of like well they're they're safe so it's not like they're gonna have to throw on extra forwards and play their best 11 90 minutes right those types of things i take a look at villa and watford and bournemouth and man united and leicester city even though leicester's you know beat up i look at those types of games as you know you should expect to see the strongest 11 possible for as long as possible as long as the game is in contention yeah. So the the other thing is that the whole nothing to play for, like, I think some people are like, oh, well, that means they're, they're just going to kick the ball around for 90 minutes. Or the other side is like, they're going to go out and score 12 goals. Like um, Adam Zadroik wrote in his betting article this week, like looking at last season, Cardiff, who were already rele- relegated, uh, beat Man United 2-0. United was sixth at the time. Um, Crystal Palace and Burnmouth uh, game had eight goals in it, including two from uh, Michi Batshuayi. And Chelsea and Leicester played to a scoreless draw. So, like, you can talk about, like, motivations all you want, 
but like any of these games could be extremely high scoring because nobody cares or they could be scoreless because nobody cares. Like, I don't think there's any evidence of whether no, nobody caring means more scoring or less. Um, so it's like, and then on the other flip side, this whole, like this game means everything. Uh, obviously we say like Burnmouth need to win, but they don't need to win 10, nothing. And so like, if they get ahead, maybe they try to lock it down and then fantasy points tend not to happen that much because the team's just going to try to, uh, park the bus. So it's like, as much as like, we want to put motivation into these things, I'm just not sure how much we can really say on the last day when so, so little matters for a lot of this slate. Right. But if you're thinking about, especially with five subs now of who would play 90 Mm -hmm. in the starting lineup, I'm like those, those intangible types of decisions that you'd make in your DFS lineup. I think it's more towards that than, well, I can't, I can't play any Burnley. I can't play any players from the Burnley Brighton game because, because it doesn't matter. It's like, well, I mean, well, what, what are the prices? I mean, like it, it depends. It depends on what the pricing and the pricing on this slate is, is quite soft. It is very soft. Um, at least softer than we've been used to. When I went through the entire player pool and considering the motivational parts of each, there was one player I wanted to play, or I felt like I had to play, and that's it. That, uh, the only one player that you felt you had to play? Yes. Regardless? Yes. Is it because of price or because of situation? Both. Both? I don't even know who that player would be mm-hmm. that you have to play. I thought there was only one that I felt like, and this is more cash games. I'm sure you could you could easily fade him in GPP because we'll talk about that a little bit later. But like you can, I, you're going to probably need goals on this slate just because there's so many places to get them. Like I think cash lineups are very tough on this one, but there was only one guy I felt in cash that you I, that I feel like you should absolutely play. Okay, well, we'll 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 get to it. Yeah. I I think cash lineups are fairly easy. I mean, there's a lot of options, right? But I mean, the could you could see multiple different types of constructions. Agreed. Yeah. Like you could you could do ones you could you could do the dinky do on this slate. Sure. You could I mean you could pay up at defense. You could pay down at defense. You could pay up at midfield. You could pay down at midfield. Didn't same for forward. Yeah. So like I mean, everybody's here. Right. Everyone's here, and the comparable pricing makes it makes it easy. I mean, if you want a Man City stack, you could stack Man you you could le- legitimately stack Man City with four or five players yeah. and not feel like your lineup like you're you're punting anywhere. Yep. Really. So like if you want to do that, you can do that. Just that relatively, like obviously, but even relatively, I think some of the pricing is off as it is. I I feel on this slate that Man City is underpriced. I think they're underpriced too. Right, uh, in comparison. So, like, go through... Okay, let's start with forwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there's going to be a lot of it. And if you're playing large field GPP, if you're playing the $20 one, the $4,600, mm-hmm. uh, versus playing, like, the 100-man king of the pitch, uh, the decisions you make are going to be different. Yes. But there are going to be a lot of players uh, that are forward eligible that are going to be su- that are sub-10% owned. Oh, yeah, that for are, sure. That are, that are real players that are not, like... Like, well, I punted with, you know, uh, Matej Vaidra. You're like, no. Like, you you took someone that actually has a 50% chance of scoring, and he's 8% owned. Absolutely. Uh, would you say that that the the top option overall, based on price, 
assuming he starts and the goal scoring odds is Gabriel Jesus at 7,800. Um, I know that's weird to say because you wouldn't think of Jesus as a cash play, mm-hmm. but he think from an overall, not just cash, but just in general, when a guy has minus 280 goal scoring odds and he's the, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th <laughs> priced forward on the slate and the next per the next highest goal odds are, are Ster- Sterling's at minus 190 and Sterling's 10 3. Mm-hmm. And Aubameyang's 8,200. He's minus 155. Salah, minus 145 at 9,200. Kane, minus 130 at 9,400. Mane, 8,500, minus 125. Ings is minus 110 at 8,400. Mares, if he starts, is minus 110 at 8,100. So comparable to all that, minus 280 at 7,800 seems like why wouldn't he be the better option? I agree. I think he's not no, the better. You, I thought you'd argue with me. At no, I I would love to argue with you about it, and but it's an is an odd price to me. Um, I think the only consideration that you have to have for him, which you have to have for all of the Man City guys, is just how long he plays. Like they still have right, Champions League, plays? Champions League to deal with. Uh, Arsenal, Chelsea still have the FA Cup final, so like they're this isn't the last game of the season for them. And this game means nothing, and they have very, very important games coming up. So th- I think that's the only consideration you can have for the Man City guys because I think they're all cheaper than they should be, and obviously they're in fantastic matchups. Right. I mean, it's it's against Norwich with a four total. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean they, they, they should have 75% possession. Right. And it's just how long they're going to play, and will they do anything like as long as Jesus scores one goal, he pays off that price. I mean, right. you don't need he's not eleven thousand or anything. And if, if Jesus puts up a hat trick at that price, he's gonna be owned enough that you're gonna need him. So like th- the thing is is that Jesus being a center forward is someone that Man City could score four goals with him on the field and him have none of it. Yep. So he's sitting there with uh, four points and if he was your only Man City guy, well, you missed. But that's kind of the way it is with Man City. But if I had a choice in a vacuum between Jesus uh, and Sterling, you know, I I take Jesus instead of paying an extra twenty five hundred for what Sterling has. How much more of a floor does Sterling have than Jesus? Yeah, I think realistically, and this obviously if he starts, but I think realistically the conversation is between Jesus and Mares. Right. Like I think that. The goal odds are obviously much different, but the 300 to Mahrez to like ensure a floor, I think is like, I don't think Jesus is going to be that highly owned despite everything we just talked about, because I think people are more comfortable playing Mahrez. No, I I think overall Jesus will be the highest owned forward in GPP. Oh, in GPP. I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't not see it. Hmm. I think, see, looking through the forward pool, like we're, 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 I'm looking at 70, let's call it, uh, 7,600 and above. So we could put Bernardo in there just in case he starts. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we can, uh, I don't even know what you consider high level. Uh, the, the players with quote, I'm going to use in terms quote floors that are in this range. You would consider to be son at 9,600 Willian at 8,300 and Bowen at 8,000. Right. Yeah. Guys that are, are on set pieces mm-hmm. to some extent, depending yep. on their team. But is 
son worth paying 9600 when there are guys cheaper than him that like on Man City they're cheaper they're cheaper guys that have similar enough floors that you're it feels like you're overpaying for son and then you have Willian in a the Wolves are a tough matchup mm-hmm. so like what his ceiling probably is lower and then you have Bowen who has a fine matchup against Villa, but, you know, his upside, like goal scoring wise, may be limited and maybe he doesn't play 90 minutes. So looking at this going, who would I prioritize? Would I would I want to play a lineup like in, a, in an optimal setting, a cash game type of lineup? Do I want my cash game lineup to be uh, these types of guys and then like only play Kevin De Bruyne from Man City? Or do I want to fill a forward spot with a Man City player with their goal total being that high and that big of a favorite? Or do neither and go down even further? Right. Because um, I don't consider, it's like to me, I don't consider Salah to be a cash play or Kane to be a cash play. Right? Mane, Salah, no, Kane. Yeah. You said you don't put Sun in there? No, I do put some. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Right, but I'm, I just think that 9,600 is not in the context. I mean, he should be 9,600, but I mean. It's more than like, you need to pay on this slate. Right, right. When when Kevin De Bruyne is 10-7, like the difference between them shouldn't be 1,100. Like Kevin De Bruyne should be 12,000 then, right? Or son, or son should be 8,400. I mean, something like that just in the, the context of the slate. Like, cause you're you're getting to the point where like like guys like Obama Yang at eighty two hundred. I mean, like the goal scorer types, maybe yeah. more worth it than over than overpaying for the floor. It feels like you're overpaying for floor with Sun and William and Bowen. It just feels like you're overpaying just a little, based on the context of the slate. Depending on how you're building your lineups, I think we're going to find that there are more cheap midfielders to play than cheap forwards. Would you agree with that? For cash games? Yes. Sure. Okay. So I'm more likely to spend up at forward. So looking at this, like who would I spend up for? I just like I could see I could see a lineup that has like Sun and Willian in it being thirty points outside of the cash line of double ups. Like Man City puts up puts up six goals. You know so you know you you have the random person that plays Salah that gets a goal, or Kane that gets a goal, or Mars that gets a goal, or Jesus scores two goals, or Var is someone who knows. Or you you don't agree with that assessment? Um, I think I think that's right. I think like I'm not as as locked into the idea that you have to pay up it forward though. Like I think there are cheaper guys where, um, like I think you're paying. And this sounds like dumb now that I'm going to say it out loud. But like, if you're playing these guys in cash games, you're playing them for the upside, and you're playing guys who, sure, they could get there. But like, I think Sun is like an unnecessary level. Like, I think you you can pay up at forward, but I don't think you need to pay nine thousand and above. Right. And so, it, 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 ninety six hundred hampers your lineup too much. That there are plenty of guys like you can play William or Bowen. Exactly. Right. I mean, but but even further, like, you're not gonna like. I don't even think somebody like Dwight McNeil is that bad. 
And we're like right. going we down past. Well, we haven't even got haven't there got yet. yet. Like I think there are guys in that range that you can get away with in cash games where allowing you to not have to punt anywhere. Right. Like there are cheaper options at midfield and defense, but they're cheaper and they're not as good. And so I think the, the two V2s or the three V3s you're going to be looking at, you're going to eventually say to myself, say to yourself, like, why, why am I paying this much for Sun or Salah? Right. right. But I think guys in GPP, I think Aubameyang will be under-owned. Mm-hmm. I think Charleston will be under-owned. Vardy most definitely against Man United. In this range, Martial, even the Man United forwards, Martial and Rashford, just in this range. Once you see, once you see Jesus there, yeah. 7,800, it's kind of hard to go like, well, I'm going to play Rashford instead or Martial <laughs> instead. Yeah. Right? But then you scroll down, and once we start getting into like the 6K range, like someone like Giroud starting up top, like no one's going to play him. No. At 7,000 over there. I mean, he could. I mean, he could score like a Raúl Jiménez is sixty nine hundred. Chris Wood. Chris Wood, yeah, sixty seven hundred. He has a fifty percent goal scoring chance. Mm-hmm. Then we got to see. Well, what happens if Pepe starts for Arsenal? Mm-hmm. To me, to me, I view Arsenal that it, like if Pepe starts, that just means I'm not interested in Pepe or Ceballos. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not. It's not the type of thing. Like I'm. I'm. Ceballos is okay. Is like always okay for his price in midfield. But all Pepe does is not like, oh, well, now <laughs> now I got to play Pepe. It's like, no, now I got to play neither of them. Yeah, the um the Ceballos like always gets there, but he never overperforms. And so you're just like, okay, I, like if you're you go in every time, you see like 5500, 6000, you're like, all right, if I can get 9 to 12, I'm good. And then the end of the slate, you 9 to 12, you got it. And you lost by 34 points or what, you know, maybe not that much, but it's like he, he's always efficiently priced. You always think you're going to, you might get a little more, you don't. And you're, you're like, I can't really complain about 10 and a half points here. Right. But it's just From never a box enough. to box midfielder with limited upside. Right. We've got some more guys here. I mean, like I, I'm not going to do Pascal gross if he starts because he'll, he'll never play 90. Yeah. And on a 10 game slate, do I need do I need to do that? Do I need to play? I mean, I guess if he starts, he is viable. He does take set pieces for Brighton. Okay, yeah. I get it. I think I think the trap on this slate. I think I think one of the one, one of big decisions is, is what what you do with the like a team like Everton. Yeah. I I just rather Sigurdsson not start. But I, I, I think he does. And I mean, if he's, if, there's if no he's way. Gonna, you, no. What, you don't think you don't no. think Sigurdsson's a play? No. Why not? Against Bournemouth? Yeah, no. I think it's a waste of a roster spot. Really? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, what are you seeing? We go from... back three. We go back three years. You'd hear like episode upon episode of us that, praising. That's the our point. Lord. No, no, no. That's the point. You have to go back three years. To when we actually wanted to play him. I'll go back a week. We have to go back a week. He takes half the set pieces and penalties. Mm. He's 6,500. He's a bad play. I don't think so. Okay. You'd rather play Adama Traore against Chelsea? I'd play McNeil over him. 
Okay, well, okay, but McNeil's fine. Okay, I get it. 6,900 McNeil, that's fine. I, I, think I might play gross over him. Really? You really hate him now. There's, there's just nothing. There's nothing there. He's there's nothing there. I mean, what? Again, what? What are you seeing here? He has a last game against Sheffield. An assist, three yeah. shots assisted, two crosses. Yeah, and let's look beyond that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the, I mean, there's it's, a it's gone. Game. He had a penalty. Yeah. Give me the Kevin Spacey gif of the like that. He's gone. That's that's uh, Sigurdsson. He's dust. Is that what the young kids say these days? Yeah, he's dust. He's dust. I feel old just trying to say that. I'm old enough to remember when Gilfie Sigurdsson was good. How about that? Right. So, yeah, no thanks. I think Trossard is better. Without set pieces. At 6,100. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's this guy's goal scoring odds? I didn't expect to see him this Firmino? Time. Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted about it. Like, what if you, a year ago, oh, if I told you fallen. Firmino and Almiron were the same price? Yeah, Firmino is plus one. In the same game. Almiron right. is 6,000 against Liverpool, and Firmino is 6,000 against Newcastle. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's dust, right? Firmino's dust. <laughs> he might be. He's an excellent player that just is not made for DraftKings. Right, but I mean, he has goals. If you if you want to go for a cheaper goal, then why not? I mm-hmm. mean, sure, but he has no floor. But if you take a look at his price comparable to his goal-scoring odds, he has similar goal-scoring odds as Rashford, Martial, Vardy, Giroud. Mm-hmm. It's a 1,000 cheaper. But he also has a similar goal-scoring odds as Troy Deeney. So understand that when you're playing Firmino, you're, you're kind of playing Troy Deeney. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> for and but Dini has something to play for. Well, Firmino has something to play for to well he did didn't he score a goal in his last game yeah, finally did. at Anfield? Yeah, he did. First okay. one of the season. Right. At Anfield. 14.9 points with a goal. Right. DCL is the call here, man. Yes. I don't think uh, but is, is he is he cash viable at that price? I don't think so. I think he's way too goal dependent, but I mean, he's, he is, the, he has Dalbert, Dominic Calvert-Lewin has the highest goal scoring odds for the cheapest price. Yeah. So he's plus 100 currently to score and he's 5,900. Mm-hmm. So he has a higher anytime goal scoring odds than Wood, De Bruyne, Son, like yeah. that, Bowden, yeah. Richarlison. We'll mention the, this other guy over here. Ooh. We'll, Giroux. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Marshall, right? I mean, like, I just, if you view if you're playing a player for goals, which any of those types of players you nearly have to, they're rarely going to show up with a you know seven shots, four on goal, you know, one of those right. you know high output, no goal scoring games. But yeah, but I think I, I I just I can't gauge what his ownership would be. Calvert Lewins. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be that high. No, because look how many forwards you have. That's what I mean. Yeah. Right. But I mean, there are in a GPP lineup. I'd almost in depending the range. I'd rather play Calvert Lewin at 5,900 than a defender or midfielder at that price. Yes. Like in a utility spot. Yep. Like for this. Obviously, this is for GPPs. 
Like, I, if you find a defender at that price that has, like, oh, they have an eight-point floor. It's like, I'd rather have a 24-point ceiling. I'd rather have a, you know, hat-trick ceiling for that price in GPP. Yeah. But there's still guys. I mean, oh, there's, if you're oh, just, there's, yeah, there's, there's plenty, plenty of guys. guys. Yeah. Uh, what do you think in a game that they have to win? We've seen this player as high on some slates as 9,000. I love it. Is Molly Sar. Oh, that's not who I thought you were going to say. Oh, that's not who you thought I was going to do. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> you, don't, you don't love that, though. Yeah. I, I mean,. Are you it. that scared of Arsenal? You're not scared that scared of Arsenal, no. right? <clears throat> no, I, I just um... Arsenal have nothing to play for, right? No. Okay, so I mean, Arsenal's only a what minus one, a one oh seven favorite. So what, yeah, one I think he's, game? I think he's fine. I'd probably just I... rather play Dini. Really? Yeah. That's how bad. That's how bad he is. You well, you get penalties. Um, David Luiz starts. Like that's. Star in his pet okay, he has four points. Well, Man City, I don't count. He has ten, 10 points with ten floor. I'm not even yeah, counting yeah. goals. Ten from against West Ham, ten against Newcastle, ten against Norwich. Yeah, those Six. teams are literally um like twentieth, eighteenth, and sixteenth in the table or whatever it is. Not that Arsenal's that high. Nine anyway. and a half against Crystal Palace, eight against Le- Leicester, six against I get it. Bur- I get it. I mean the the He's not goal dependent. No, he's, he's not. He's dinky do worthy. Yeah, there's just not. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm not obviously not excited about him. Okay, then who who the hell were you talking about? You got to keep going. You're talking about a. I thought it was a much more goal dependent guy. Oh, you thought it was a goal? Oh, well, we're talking about. We were talking about goals. Oh, okay, okay. But that's for GPP. Like, the the cheap, cheap guy that you're talking about, I wasn't going to talk about for cash. The two guys in the cheap, cheap range that I was going to talk about was uh, was Saar and then uh, 4,300, Andros Townsend's revenge game. Oh, that's not who I was going to talk about either. No, I know who, I, I thought you, I know who you're going to Oh, talk okay, about. sorry. But the guy that you're going to talk about, I don't think is cash game viable. Um... I mean, I guess you can, but you're right. At his price, why not? Yeah. Or maybe we're talking about different people. I'm going to say the name, and you're going to be like, no, I'm not talking about him either. Um, my my guy is um, 3,100 cheaper than Richarlison and has the same goal odds. He actually has better goal yeah. odds than Giroux, Vardy, Martial, Rashford, and he's 4,600. Right, Callum Wilson. Yeah. I know, I know that, but Callum Wilson can also put up two points by doing nothing. Oh, he could go below zero. Don't right. Put, don't, <laughs> that floor is definitely not two. Right, but I look at I look at guys like Saar and Townsend as like you need a couple of points in your forward spot, like type of thing for like cash games. Like you want to punt and get five, six, something like that. But I mean, like the ceilings may be lower. But Wilson, if Bournemouth needs to win, could show up with a goal or two. So, but Wilson, if without a goal or two, shows up with two points. But I mean, I'm not even sure. You, I, based on this slate, I don't even know if you have to go down here. You may be playing two higher price forwards. But I mean, there are options down here. I mean, Samada starting for Aston Villa in a game that they have to win at 4,700. Mm-hmm. He could he could score a goal, obviously. So I mean, just everywhere in this price range, 
like you could find someone, but I mean the, the relative, the price relative to their goal scoring odds, the two biggest mismatches are Calvert Lewin and Callum Wilson. So if you, maybe, if you were, maybe Jesus and and yeah, right. And Jesus. Right. So you could play all three in a lineup and then you could pay up everywhere else. There's the winning lineup. It's non-correlative though. You could correlate it. Elsewhere. Right, with other people. right. That's right. Right. Cause there's a, there's a guy, there's a, you, there are guys on, on Everton that you could correlate. There's a defender that there are two defenders on Everton and, and Bournemouth and a midfielder on, on, on uh, Man yeah. City. Mm-hmm. You could, you could probably build that lineup because you're. I was going to say that. that. Forward, right? Absolutely. Right there, you go. We're telling you the winning lineup. It's significantly right. easier to correlate on a ten-game slate. It's just as easy to correlate on any slate. You're correlating with other people on their teams. But I'm just saying, salary-wise, when we have right. so many options, you can even if you don't want to, like if you're not going to go with Man City, like you could make a a Liverpool correlation. Right. Just as. What easy. do you think the odds are? that there is zero Man City players on the winning king of the pitch lineup. It's 100, it's 100 people. Yeah. So it's like we're not talking about 4,600 people. Yeah, but... Um... If you had to put a, problem, a percentage of the time that no Man City players end up. It's like 10%, I think. Right. I, 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 think it, I think it's much more likely in the 4,600 player tournament than the hundred only because that in a hundred man contest, you're going to see more chalky line. I mean, like it just, it's one of those self-fulfilling prophecies that, you know, it, people pull out statistics. Uh, and, and we talk about it in the theory of DFS course that when, when people say, well, uh, you know, most of the winners spend, uh, you know, most of the GPP winners spend all of their salaries. It's like, well, most people spend all of their salary. Right. It is a, or, like there's just more lineups like that because that's what people do. So it's going to happen more often because 70% of the lineups do it. So that's what ends up happening. So I think when it comes to Man City on this slate, I think in a hundred man contest, it's more likely that that most of the lineups have at least one Man City player. There may be some with five. There may be some with two. Right. But it's more likely that in a people building lineups for a hundred man contest take at least one man city piece while in a large field gpp that there may be way more lineups that have no man city yeah i think the reason why it's so high though is because you can at least convince yourself that you can differentiate even within man city that it's like if you are sitting there like oh i need exposure for for liverpool and you're like, all right, well, you're basically looking at Salah and Mane, ignoring Alexander-Arnold and Robertson. But like, but for Man City, it's like, all right, well, I can play Sterling, Jesus, De Bruyne, Mahrez. I can even get a little cute with David Silva if he starts. Um, I mean, you could go crazy and pay down somewhere to play Ederson and expect him to get 12 points, which right. isn't worth it. But like, I think there are just too many Man City options for me to see a lineup that literally has zero of them. Even if they don't even like, even if they win one nothing, like you can still, I think you can still win a GPP perfectly fine, or right. king of the pitch perfectly fine with sixteen De Bruyne floor points. Right at the top end of forward, I think the 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 worst plays, the worst plays in comparison to their goal scoring odds 
are Antonio and Ings. 8,800 for Antonio and 8,400 for Ings. So I'm assuming they'll be lower owned. But although I could see Antonio generating ownership in the, mm-hmm. the low dollar GPPs just based on his form, right? And if it was two weeks ago, home against Aston Villa, you would that's a matchup you'd jump at. Right. But I mean, in comparison to the rest of the player pool, I yeah. mean, how do you pay $8,800 for Antonio when Jesus is yeah. 7800 I mean, 1000 cheaper? Or Aubameyang is cheaper. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah, then he'll go out and score a hat trick. And then the 2% of people that have him, yeah. they go nuts. But there's a lot of ways. I mean, we've gone through this forward pool, and there's just so many ways to differentiate. I mean, most likely you're not you're not going to have to worry about duplication. Like, you, you can right. play a chalky lineup and yeah. win. Like, soccer is one of those few sports where like, you can probably play a chalky lineup and win a, win a, a 4,600-man GPP. Mm-hmm. Solo. Solo, right. Yeah. No duplication. Okay, let's go to the midfield. Okay. Have we gotten to the player no. that, that... he's that in here, have, though. He's in here? Is yeah. he Kevin De Bruyne at 10-7? No. Okay, so he's not the guy that you have to play. I don't think Must so. Must play. Yeah. Right? Because you, you went to tout school, so you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. The lock of the slate. Lock of the slate. The pick of the litter? Mm-hmm. Can you talk me off why why not playing Kevin De Bruyne at 10-7 in cash games? Is not like, just why not? Just plug him in? I think it's... I think he's a great player. Okay. He's going for the assist record, isn't he? He is. And Sterling apparently is going for the golden boot. Okay. That's why they let him take the penalty last week. Ah. Which maybe we take away from De Bruyne on this slate, knowing that they're doing that. Right. In comparison to uh, the past couple of slates, the past month, based on the context of this slate and the pricing, do you think... uh, this this range, there's three players here that normally for these prices, you'd say, why not play them? Yeah. Bruno Fernandez at 8,900, Grealish at 8,600, and Ward Prowse at 8,200. Mm-hmm. I think, like, I, there, you could make a construction with, like, De Bruyne. You could make a construction, take, give me, put all four in a bucket. You can make a construction with two of those four. You can make, hey, you can make a construction with three of those four. Yeah. You'd have to punt it. You have to go dinky do it forward. But based on the context of the slate and what is available in the midfield slots, do do you kind of feel that in the matchup of Man United versus Leicester, that 8,900 for Bruno Fernandez and 8,600 for Grealish without set pieces and Ward Prowse, 8,200 against a fairly solid defensive Sheffield team in a game that doesn't matter? Just feel like, like I'm. If I had to choose one out of the four, I'm just going to play ten, ten, pay ten seven, and take Kevin De Bruyne. No, I disagree. No, you disagree. With I disagree. Me. Okay, why is that? I think Graylish is the lock of the slate. Really? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. That's not what I expected. Eighty yep. six hundred dollar player to be the lock of the slate. Yeah. If you want to, even with if you, in, if you want to look up, that right? if you want to look up the opposite of Gilfie Sigurdsson, look up Jack Graylish. The guy is a lock for everything. In a game they have to win against an opponent that has nothing to play for and isn't even that good. Yeah, he has not, in his past 10 games, he has not scored a goal or an assist. Mm -hmm. And his past 10 games are 15, 12, 15, 11, 10, 12, 12, 9.5, 10, 
and then a five. So that's like a goal's worth of points for 8,600. Mm-hmm. That's a floor. I so we, you would don't you play, play a cash lineup that doesn't have De Bruyne and plays and just play and plays Graylish as your highest price midfielder? I think you could. The De Bruyne, the the Man City potential rotation worries me the most about paying that much for De Bruyne. But I also think you could play Graylish and De Bruyne. Okay. You could play Graylish and De Bruyne and Jesus. You could. I think you. I think most people would. Right. You can. But like, yeah, but if I if I had to choose between the other three, I would I would put Graylish. I would I would go Graylish one, Bruno two, Ward Prowse three. Mm-hmm. But I still have to put I still have to put De Bruyne one. All right, I don't think that's crazy. No. But I'll, I mean, it's a twenty one hundred dollar difference, which is nuts. Right. Like Bruno, I wasn't really thinking of. Right. That team is really run down. Right, and I and I don't want to play. I don't want to pay a uh, uh, seventy four hundred for uh, for Horhan. No, right. Howerhan. Howerhan. Whatever. You should be in the five Ks. You shouldn't be seventy four. No, so. no. He's. I think he's actually appropriately priced. Really, he's okay. been he's been very good lately. Right, but they I mean, he's very reliant on set pieces and. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think this 7K range is like the dead range. Totally. Like, unless you're playing, unless you're correlating a GPP, you're playing like a Foden, David Silva, you know, you, Matt Ritchie, 7,500 against Liverpool. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I think Tielemans is overpriced at 6,800 against Man United. You got to do some more game log watching. No, no, I do game log watch. That's why I, that's why I think he's overpriced because of his game log. But that's like... What actually happened? <laughs> yeah, but I don't count these games. Sheffield, Burnmouth, I don't care what happens in these games. Nineteen point seven against Tottenham. away to Tottenham. Fourteen crosses. When is that going to happen? It happened at Tottenham. Can't happen against yeah, Manchester okay. United at home. Yeah. I play him a million times before I play Sigurdsson at sixty five hundred. Okay, okay, but Sigurdsson, I'm talking about in a forward spot. I know. I know. We, we, we don't need to fill forward Dixon. spots. We don't? Oh, yeah, we're playing Callum Wilson in cash. That's, That's right. Jesus right. Wilson. Right. Wilson and Dini. Right. D- right. We're playing <laughs> D- Calvert-Lewin and uh, Callum. Right. We, why are we even paying this low for This a, is why Graylish, De Bruyne, and Bruno is so easy. Right. Gosh, I can't believe we get we're this. Said we're going to leave 2,000 left over. We're going to pay up a goalkeeper and still leave 2,000. There we go. Why not? That's right. Give everyone a head start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see, I see it. That's it. I just don't. I just don't put a priority on the Leicester Man United game. I agree. That, that's it. It feels like a perfect stay away game for me. Right. Because we have so many other options. Right. But going down on like this mid range is just like even even the six K range. There's this just, is, also, these are, aren't that many. Any of these guys can right. score, and right. they're going to be really low owned. Like if Stuart Armstrong bags a brace at sixty six hundred, I'm not. Right, good luck. Right. Well, then I'll then I lose. Right. Feel exactly. Like good luck with that. Right. exactly. Stanislaus fifty eight. Fifty five. To me, like Sabayos at fifty five hundred seems like efficient. Like, yeah, yeah. If he's the last piece of my lineup, sure, okay. But like, it's not like I'm going out to like just target that. Right. And you're going to get your eight to twelve. I mean, right. seriously though, like. 
11.3, oh, 4.3 against Wolves. 10.4, 11.8, 11.8. I'm taking out this Liverpool game. But would you start. rather play someone like Ceballos or this very similar player in like Oliver Norwood at 5,200? Um, I think in they're South. both whatever. Right. They're just whatever. They fill it. They're the last piece. They're they're not. I mean, because just just the upside is limited. Like they they have decent floors, but I don't see myself winning a GPP with them in it. Right. Same thing for like Matinho. It's fifty one hundred against Chelsea. That feels cheap. No, it, it does feel cheap. They're but still, I mean, they're they're underdogs against Chelsea, and it's fifty one hundred. And Los Celso is fifty one hundred. Mm-hmm. But it's a sit. All of these, we're naming the players that like I tend to like, mm-hmm. and I jam three of them in, and then lose by twenty points. <laughs> you didn't even mention JBG before. Oh yeah, if he starts, yeah, fifty one hundred. But that I don't even know if he does. Yeah, he started last week. Yeah, last earlier this week. I can't even get the days right, but whatever it was, he took zero set pieces. Right. I, I'm 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 getting away in my in my in my cash game play from guys like yeah. Norwood and Matinho and Lo Celso and looking at guys like, oh, why pay that price for those guys when I could just pay five thousand for John McGinn? I, I was just about to mention McGinn. It's like, yeah, yeah, he doesn't have any set pieces or sometimes he may, yeah, he may yeah. poach one or two. You're not playing him for play value is so much better than all those all those other guys. Absolutely. In a game that they have to win. Mm-hmm. But it's, it seems kind of weird for me to, like, oh, it's a 10-game slate, and my cash game lineup has two Aston Villa players. It's, we've come a very long way when you're saying, I'm going to play McGinn over Matinho, Lacelso, and Westwood. Right. There's still more. That, there's still more cheaper midfield. Yeah, there are. There's still more. That, well, that's the problem. Like, we're going to get into some even cheaper midfielders where it's like, well, why am I paying 5200 for Norwood then? When I could when I could just keep on going down, it's like, okay, okay. Because uh, those guys really aren't that good. Mark Noble, 4400 I, 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 If, if Evaldo yeah. Yeah. has a king of the pitch ticket, I don't know if he does. I know, I know Noble's in it. Yeah. So I, I know he will be at least 1%. <laughs> I skipped He's over your favorite. not on penalties anymore. Antonio took one with Noble on there. But who knows? I skipped your favorite guy. Uh, Pogba? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. Oh, not anymore. Oh, at 9,000 he was good. But no. he had 4,700. <laughs> it's not a cash play. <laughs> Bruno just does too much for them. I, I just don't see a reason to play Pogba. Right. I'd almost rather play Suchek at 4,200. You're not going to play him. He's, oh, he's the West Ham Pogba. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to play him over Noble, though. No, of course not. My God, I can't believe I just said that. But you're looking down here. It's like you got like, it, do I play Matinho or do I play Will Hughes? I mean, or, or, or I mean, cleverly even. Right, cleverly's thirty three hundred. I've I've played cleverly every slate he started. The funny part is that I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> but look down in the low range. I mean, you could play uh, John McCarthy, James McCarthy. James, yeah. Right. 
3600 Set pieces? I mean, I'm just saying like that Maybe. type of player. Sure. Is, is, is the 5K guys. Like they, they have limited upside. So why not just pay $1,500 less? And if you want Norwich set pieces, you take uh, McLean. And hope that he does something on the one that they get. Right. I think, I think the difference in salary is warranted. Like I think you're okay. actually losing too much with those with the, these really cheap guys. Right, but if you need a punt, sure. Milivojevic could be back. Mm-hmm. He's fourth out. Yeah, that's pretty cheap. McAllister could McAllister, start. McAllister, yeah. Brighton for four thousand. I mean, but there there are guys in all these different price ranges that you could build all different types of lineups. Mm-hmm. Like I, you can't, I can't pin down like what's the chalk construction. Like it could be, you could show me, you could show me twenty lineups with five different types of constructions, and I'd look and say, no, that sounds that that looks good. Yeah, absolutely. I, I get it. Yeah, I agree. I think there are enough guys that paying for like a Philip Billing or a Bissuma makes no right. sense. Right. It's a 10 game slate. Yeah. I mean, unless it's like, unless you're stacking, unless you're, you know, you're making some weird combos where you, where you got one spot left and you at least want to correlate it with someone in your lineup or something like that. The, the only correlation you're going to get is that they happen to wear the same shirt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but I agree I think constructions will be all over the place right and that's not even like mentioning the fact that any one of these higher teams could put out absolute clown cars right then a defender I I, I don't think this may be controversial I don't think you have to pay up a defender I agree with you okay but I, I thought maybe you'd argue with me no I it's I think the like I think TAA is underpriced. But I don't think it's yeah. But I actually but I also don't think it's a price I need to pay. Right. With Sigurdsson in, do you think Dean is overpriced now at seven thousand? No. You think he's efficiently priced? Yes. Okay. And again, I don't think I need to play him though. Right. And maybe we get Leighton Baines. Last game of the season at right. home in a game that doesn't matter for them. Right. What are your thoughts? I love Rico. Right. That's that. That's exactly it's like if I'm going to pay up and not pay all the way up. But Adam Smith apparently is. Helpful. I know. Unfortunately, better. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> so if Adam Smith starts and Rico doesn't, then you don't have to worry about it. Right. But, you know, he's been taking, like, all their set pieces, yeah. even with Stanislaus. Even with Stanislaus, then. yeah. Right, so. There's really nobody else. Like, I I don't think, for for cash games at least, I just don't see a reason to pay for any of the 5,000 guys and maybe even extend that to, like, 4,500. And there are, like, plenty of good players in that group. That's, like, they're fine. I think Rico is better than all of them if he starts, but like I just don't see a reason to pay fifty-five for Alonzo or fifty-one for Aria. Like these are, they're you're better off spending the money elsewhere. Right. I think I think in the defender slot you're either going 
Rico and above or 4,000 or below. Yeah. And frankly, this is, this is where we could easily get very cheap fullbacks that somebody will just plug in. Like you're not going to get a a $3,300 attacking winger that you're going to want to play, but you could definitely get a $3,300 12 year old fullback for whoever Tottenham. And you'll be like, yeah, I'll, I'll play him. Sure. But in this mid range, I think maybe Reese James at 4,800 could be, I I mean, whatever, but I mean, yeah, but you're right. It's like, I'm either paying for TAA, Dean, Robertson, or Rico, or two of them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the first the first defender that sticks out to me is, like, Eric Peters at 4,000. Yeah, I think that's... Maybe Cresswell at 4,100. Maybe, if he, if he even plays. If he doesn't play, we get cheaper, even cheaper fullbacks. But then you start looking down, it's like, okay... If you wanted to play Dan Byrne at 3,900, I wouldn't call you crazy. But, I mean, Dan Byrne at 3,900 is as efficiently priced as as, as one of these $4,800 defenders. So why not if you're stuck in that last spot? But, I mean, you, you could keep on going down. Yeah, I think the Villa guys are fine. Target or right. Gilbert if he starts. Right. Because El Mohamedy's out. Although Kansa's probably. What is Kansa now? Oh, 3,600. Right. I mean, yeah. Brandon Williams is 3,600 for Man United. I mean, mm-hmm. Wayne Bissaka is 4,200. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I keep think on going, like, GPP Messina wise, is 3,500. I mean, like, like we got the, the, if Amidia's in, he's 3,400. I mean, just, I, there's just so many players that, I mean, can I pick one? No, but I mean, there's just plenty of them. Montoya could start. Yep. He'd be 3,300. I mean, I don't want to play like Newcastle fullbacks against Liverpool. I mean, I don't want to play like I'd prefer. We don't not even to have play. to. That's the nice thing, right? You don't have like, to get the, wanna... whatever Mankio start or costs, right. or you know, you don't need that. Right, right. There was one shot that if Manchester United had nothing to play for, that my boy Ethan Laird was going to start, but we're not going to get uh-huh. there. But even down here, like if Masuaku draws the start, he's thirty-one hundred. Neil Taylor starts for Villa. That's thirty one hundred. I mean, you get fullbacks yeah. that are down here. I mean, like just... John Valerie, captain of the uh, trap team, twenty nine hundred. Right. Where Mariapa starts out wide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels like. Well, I mean, but I mean, you could pick any of these. It's just whoever. Mm-hmm. Just that the difference between thirty five hundred and five thousand is like we're talking about like a thirty percent decrease in price. Right. And then you're able to get what you want everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Then a goalkeeper on a yep. 10-game slate. Sorry, Mendy's 4,400. Okay. That's crazy. But it's Man, it's Man City fullback, so yeah. it's like, and who knows? Yeah. A goalkeeper on a 10-game slate uh, is the most play whoever you want <laughs> you could possibly mm-hmm. get. Absolutely. Uh, and my, obviously, based on the on the, the odds of the game, uh Ederson is technically underpriced mm-hmm. at six thousand. Absolutely, as a plus uh, minus twelve hundred favorite, like Liverpool. I mean, Allison is one hundred cheaper. Yeah, like so. So to me, like if you're paying up, you're probably going to Ederson. But then if you're paying down, it's literally whoever who, whoever you don't have in your lineup. Yep. I think I think uh, the popular pay down is going to be like Guaita. Absolutely, that's what I was going to say. Because the less likelihood of Tottenham players being in lineups. 
I'm agreeing with you a little too much on this one. Not overall. No. I'm, you have to remember, I'm I'm not playing Graylish, and I'm playing Gilfy Sigurdsson. So. Oh, right, right, right. So, so, yeah. Right. Sorry, were you playing Saar or Dini? I can't remember. Saar, right. Saar. You're playing Dini, right? I'm playing these Dini. Sound like, these sound like horrible lineups. Dini, Jesus. Right. Oh, wait, right, Wilson. Yes. Right, Wilson, oh, right. Yeah, I'm playing Wilson and Dini so that I can play Graylish and De Bruyne. Right. Yikes. The goalkeeper ownership is going to be spread out enough. Sure. It's like in GPPs, just 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 correlate them and just you're good. Mm-hmm. That's all if you, you can do. If you want to play Dubrovka and you have no Liverpool, that's fine. If you have no Chelsea and you want to play Patricio, fine. If you're pairing them, if you're playing uh, Target as in your defender spot, then play uh, you know play Fabianski. I mean, like it, it's whatever. Just don't have any Aston Villa in the lineup. I right. mean, it, any of these goalkeepers. I mean, goalkeepers so variant that. Who knows? But just none, no single goalkeeper, I think, outside of Ederson. I mean, it's not like Ederson's going to be like 40% owned. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's 20 goalkeepers to choose from. So, like, naturally, if everyone was equally owned, that would be 5% owned. So if someone is four times as much owned, that's still only 20% owned. If they put up 22 points, like, yeah, you probably, you may need them to win a GPP, but it's not like... It's not like slates where there's only three games and one goalkeeper has a 24 points at 40% ownership. And it's just like, if you don't have them, you don't cash. Right. But this is very much a slate that we could have one at 22, another at 20, one at 18, one at 16 and four under zero. Right. Or just a lot of in the tens, right? Maybe. Yeah. Eight to 12, right? It's goalkeeper. Do whatever you want. I personally prefer the guys to that score more than zero than the guys that score under zero. Yeah, but you typically don't pick those guys. No, yeah, I have no idea how to get them, but I do, those are just ones I prefer. Right. Yeah. Because Ederson could give up one goal and only th- th- sitting there with three points. Yeah. I usually don't get three. Right. I'm a, yeah, I'm a negative three right. or 40, 14 kind of guy. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah very sure. That, that, that's the goalkeeper version of the Cavani. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. Somebody had a Cavani the other day. I don't remember who it was. There's so many slates. Anyway, uh, anybody has any follow for Jordan, you can find him on Twitter at Blenderhead. That's Blender HD. You can also find his new uh, masterclass on Daily Fantasy Sports, the Theory of da- Daily Fantasy Sports, at theoryofdfs.com. You can find me on Twitter at Rotowire Andrew. Um, I'm also always available in the Rotowire uh, Discord chat, which is open for all subscribers. If for some reason you'd like to get in for just this last slate, uh, just go to rotowire.com slash chat to join. Jordan, thank you for that. Good luck with the uh, king of the pitch and uh, everything else this weekend. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. 